I am going on a, another weight loss journey. And as usual, everybody says, bitch, you always on a weight loss journey. Like I'm actually serious about this weight loss journey, but I'm a hypocrite because I'm eating a Reese's right now. But even though they're not paying me, yeah, maybe if you're lucky, you might still find it at stores. So Reese's just came out with like a new flavor. It's marshmallow chocolate. And let me tell you, I'm enjoying this very much because I like chocolate and peanut butter. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so we are two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics, all while geeking and having fun. Let's geek. So on this special episode, we have, of course, a friend of mine, Christopher Poirier, who also works with, you know, Daily Burn. And for this special episode, we're actually going to talk about Asian hate. Christopher is of Asian descent. Do you want to do you want to tell us the country you originate from, even though, of course? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, I'm from I was born in South Korea. I was born in Seoul, South Korea. Oh, born in South Korea. Wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. How long were you there for? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm adopted. Um, so I was adopted from there when I was five months old. So didn't spend a lot of time there. Been in the States for pretty much my entire life. So you growing up that way, especially since you were born in Korea, did you still grow up culturally aware? Because to me, it seems like you definitely did, but I don't so- know your experience. So that's, so I think the cultural awareness first comes from where I grew up, not in the sense of household. Um, I will say my parents always, my family, you know, they raised me to not judge like other people. Like I, 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 the only reason I knew race was a thing was because I could recognize that I was a different color than my family. They ne- it never even came up in conversation, um, which, which is, you know, in some respects good because they never, it was never perceived as like good or bad or anything. It was just people are people, right? Yeah. Um, I think the cultural awareness more so came from first, like the city I grew up in. So Lowell, Massachusetts has the second largest Cambodian community in the country next to Long Beach. And so there's a, huge, there's a huge Asian presence. Like there's literally a spot in Lowell called Cambodia Town, right? Instead of, think like Chinatown, Koreatown, there's a spot called Cambodia Town. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's always always a strong Asian presence here um, and strong like ethnic and diverse presence here. So I think that helped that first helped shape me culturally. And then second, just curiosity also, too, because I, I've had so many great friends from different ethnic backgrounds growing up. Um, you know, they get to learn so much from them and, and befriending them and learning so much about history of, you know, of their countries. And, and so the cultural awareness, I think, just came from you know, the city I grew up in because of how diverse it was, unlike most adoptees that grow up in very predominant, not just white communities, because I had a white neighborhood, but it wasn't a super white city, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like where, I went, where I went to school and everything. And my family was, I mean, not, not poor, but like they're lower middle class. So they're not like anything special. It's not like we're super high up in the social, uh, yeah. high, you know, ladder. Um, and yeah, so that really... I think was the, probably the biggest reason why I, I think I'm there, as you say, like as culturally aware as, as I am today. 
I can't say the same thing for other adoptees though. Uh, definitely not who grow up in like very white areas, like like in Minnesota or like Kansas City and stuff like that. Where oh, it's, you're looking at like white white areas. I'm talking yeah. like cornbread, like mayonnaise white, like Wonder Bread <laughs> oh, white. You know, I can back that up because I I met this girl. She's fun. She's cute and everything. But um, she was adopted and she's Hispanic and she is white hispanic like she can't even speak yeah spanish and i was just like oh my gosh like they don't she doesn't practice any of like like not all of them you have to practice the traditions but at least you should be aware right sure. like you would think that maybe you should be aware but a lot of the the kids who get adopted from different countries they they don't and so when it comes time for them no. to start dressing their clothes now it's looking like a costume versus like you're wearing it for traditional purposes. You're yeah. looking just like as the next American person wearing, you know, uh, yep. kimono or like uh, any when they yeah. do, when Americans do the Dia de la Muerte like face. It's like y'all looking like it's Halloween up in here, you know. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. bro, you know, we brought you here currently because as we've seen the news, read newspaper, you know, on social media that. There has been a rise in Asian hate, and a lot of people, sad as it is, are not that informed. I can admit that I myself am not informed about every single thing. If I were to look into it, being honest, I'd say I only know 20% of the situation, but I definitely know it's happening. I've seen it literally it's been brought before our eyes mm -hmm. so to deny it it's just ridiculous at this point so what is creating it because you have people that are just so like this has always been around it's just now being put on tv yeah so i think there's a lot to unpack here and i wouldn't necessarily call myself a historian by any standards um and so forgive me if for you know some historical um facts being more paraphrased uh, you know, when I explain, because I don't know the entire history, you know, story, complete history behind them, but I know enough, um, I feel to at least, you know, have a conversation about this. And when it comes to, you know, I guess Asian hate, it, it, it's not really anything that's, that, that's new in the sense of it's really only been the past year. I think the past year has really highlighted uh, more of an underlying and, and growing problem that's been festering for years now. Um, and I, I'll start just with this past year where you, where you look at, for example, what's happened with the pandemic and the former president that was in office, you know, referring to uh, COVID-19 as like Kung flu and the China virus, uh, having that type of, that type of rhetoric spoke about that um and to, to paraphrase here just so i don't have to spend like a bunch of time talking on this like when you when when that type of language is spoken you know unfortunately the average person uh doesn't have the common sense nor the the education uh and ability to uh have discernment and realize that oh these words being spoken don't apply to every asian <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of people do take uh, when they think of Chinese people, they think of all Asian people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of that, that venom, you know, I, I'd say it has been, um, you know, has been facilitated from because, you know, a lot of people felt, do you feel like the past year that, you know, there's been conspiracies that the virus was a hoax or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever has been talked about around COVID-19, um, around the coronavirus. Uh, and because of the, the rhetoric that has been, you know, spewed in the, in the direction of China and Chinese people, that has come back around to cast an umbrella over everyone of Asian descent, where if you can recognize someone as being Asian, um, a lot of people are getting caught in the cross crosshairs of that. Um, but I also do want to say <laughs> that because of that, a lot of people view, um, I don't know if we're starting with politics, um, when it comes to Chinese people, people feeling like Chinese people had started a lot of the, uh, had started the pandemic. You know, I think people need to understand that there's a difference between what government talks about in terms of the Chinese Communist Party and the CCP, and then you have actual Chinese people where they're not one in the same. They're not a monolith. They're not like, the, like everyone that's Chinese isn't part of the Chinese Communist Party, right? It's just like everyone that lives in America isn't a racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people don't, can't, like they, they're so clouded by ignorance and, and propaganda and, and, you know, their own hatred towards people that they've been programmed to have. Um, you know, it doesn't matter at that point. And so uh, to bring that to bring that back, right? You have that you have that going on, right? With the with the pandemic and everything. Um, and then I, I, I'm not sure how much you girls are familiar on this, but then you have just years worth of of in, in some respects like racial tension uh, in this country, <laughs> in yes. this country. But oh, when yeah. it comes to yeah. Yeah. when it comes to Asian when it comes to Asians, um, many feeling like Asians have benefited from proximity to whiteness or being viewed um, as, as being similar to, to, to our white counterparts. That's what it would be called, uh, oh Lord, I forgot what it's called, the model minority. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We talked about yeah. that right? before too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and so that, that myth comes, um, you know, because it is a myth, uh, also is has a role in this because for years um, Asians have been viewed as quote unquote the model minority. But the model minority myth was created to divide the racial and the BIPOC classes in general. Like it, that's why that was created because to say, like, can you believe there are people that actually believe that Asians are people of color? That is, can I swear? In this? Wait, really? Can I swear? In this? Can I swear? <laughs> Yeah, I don't mean to laugh at that, but I'm just so like. Wait, can I swear? Right now? <laughs> well, I'm normally, yeah, good. normally the f words, I'll like bleep it out, <laughs> like with our oh, own little thing. Yeah. My bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, no, I won't. I won't. I won't curse. I won't curse. No, feel no free. We'll okay, just bleep yeah, it out. Trust I, us. I should have asked before. We will right, really bleep it out. Free don't even worry about it. yourself. However you want. You are not the first person to curse on this podcast. Just now. Yeah, everybody. Oh, you're the first person of Asian descent to do it. So. Congrats! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, feel free to express whatever you want to express on here. Oh my God! No, but for real, like it's it, it's insane to me that that there are are people that believe that or believe that 
oh, like Asians don't don't count in the, in that conversation, but they don't understand the history of why the model minority myth was created. Because when you look at, and I'm paraphrasing a lot here, um, <laughs> when you look at this this country it first started, I think others need people need to understand that um, you know every racial group has been oppressed mm-hmm. um, in this country and 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 you know have have been murdered and. Uh, have been marginalized. It's his, it's a historical fact when it comes to the United States of America. Um, but as the country advances and races start to, ethnic backgrounds start to you know immigrate here, um, you know what's the biggest way that power structures, institutions can keep their power is to keep division. And and when you look at uh, socioeconomic gaps in this country, you got to keep the people at the bottom fighting with each other. <laughs> right they can't come together you know what i'm saying they can't come together and you know stand against the powers that be and so the model minority minority myth uh plays a huge role in that where people at the top can look at in this example asians and point to be like oh well look asians are a are, are a minority and they're able to pull themselves out of you know x circumstance uh, to get to create a why kind of life. Um, so why can't you? And, and they do everything the right way and blah, 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 blah. Um, when, you know, and then you look how that has affected, uh, that has, that could have affected perception of Asians over time, where that, where that model minority myth continues um, to be very relevant today. But that doesn't mean that it's true because Asia, there's plenty of when people think of of Asians that do well, many times they think of um, uh, Eastern Asians, yeah, right. Asians that maybe have a have a lighter skin complexion. This goes really deep, right? And and everywhere you look, all this can be traced back to like wealth gaps, socioeconomic inequalities, why these continue to persist um, in, in general because someone could look uh, at Asians as being quote unquote, a model minority. It, there's more broke, poor, homeless mm-hmm. people of Asian descent than, than not. You know what I mean? You look at every ethnic background, there's more broke, homeless and poor people in every ethnic background than not. If you, if you actually look at the numbers, you look at the statistics behind it. Um, but then you have, so you have that combined with you know, like this, the way Asians have been perceived because of Hollywood and entertainment over the years of being, you know, uh, docile or quiet, um, submissive, yeah. not, mm-hmm. men not being masculine. You have all these things that really have been the main ingredients um, for this, you know, explosion of Asian hate. You know, uh, you mentioned about um you know how yes i bounced around a bunch there yeah no it's fine but sorry the topic that came into my head because cat we had a discussion about this because besides the um asian hate that's happening in america do you remember how when i told you it was such a uh, shock i guess factor for you when i had brought oh my gosh when i had brought up that there is beef within east asian and south asians and I don't think a lot of people knew this until they started getting into like K-pop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the newer generation. 
And I was just like, I shed a little bit of that to you, Catherine, where it was like, y'all really out here? <laughs> These yeah, like that was so like, I called her and I was like, I didn't know it was like that. Like, I'm not gonna tell you the whole entire story, but there was an activist who I actually do follow. I do apologize, I can't remember his name up the top of my head. He <clears throat> is um, Southeast Asian. And he was talking about how there's a divide with Southeast Asians and Asians, especially with the you know, with what's going on with Stop Asian Hate. He's basically saying that all this ignorance that we are doing, like all this arguing we're doing, like we really need to come together. And this is very ignorant, you know, just doing what he believe, you know, speaking on what he believes in. Now, okay. another woman who is um, East Asian commented it. And she had said something that was incredibly ignorant. I don't want to say what it was on the podcast out of respect. And I was shocked by that. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I went to the original chick's response because she ended up blocking the original dude. And people, of course, are upset. Like what she just said was ignorant because the guy had made another video saying, I am actually Southeast Asian. And you made this comment assuming that I was East Asian. And this is the exact thing that I'm talking about. You got mad that I was defending my, like my, my community, whereas you thought I was part of your community. And that's what was you know ironic about it. And then she made another ignorant, and I apologize, racist response to me. I was so shocked oh, that to she you? said it. Yeah, she said some Candace Owens-like stuff. So I was just very shocked and I yeah, called I remember her and I was you like, told me because you screamed yeah. you showed me. I was like, <laughs> and what? especially yeah. with what just happened, it kind of had something, she made a reference on something that had to do with what happened to Atlanta recently before sure. Atlanta happened. Yeah. She made a reference to a situation like that. And I was very shocked. I called Yasmin and then I was just like, Yasmin, I'm just so like, I know there's a divide in the Asian community. Like there's a divide in my community. I said, I only thought commentary and ignorant stuff like that only came from my community. I said, to see another group do some Candace Owens mess. I said, that's just shocking to me. Like it really was just like- Would a, you, could even though, you, you know, out of respect, you don't want to say, would you mind just kind of what, what, bring up what point she was trying to make because I'm trying to understand like yeah what so was exactly was, was said okay so the activist was also talking about Asian businesses he said you know we're not all about dry cleaners or having nail shops yeah. like basically yeah. we're talking we yeah. need to break the stereotype yeah. and then the chick responded she said I bet you're one of those seizures in those special shops so he got upset about it and he said for you to make that comment is very ignorant she ended up blocking him and then his response is just so like well at the end of the day you're a Vietnamese and Vietnamese who own shops is always sex trafficking. So yes, I said what I said, the truth hurts, but you guys, oh, like every nail shop that you guys own, nine and 10 times, you guys are so, you know, you're sex trafficking, I said what I said. And she's Asian. And I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, this is That's so she, crazy. Oh, she said that? She said yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. To him. Uh, to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I called her. I was like, Yasmin. <laughs> yeah, I had never seen something like that. And I was just like, Yasmin. I said, it's like, I know you had educated me, telling me that there's a divide in the Asian community with certain groups. My um, best, one of my closest friends, Tony, she's of Asian descent. Yeah. She told me this too. But for me to actually <laughs> view it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's really like that. Like, I don't want to see, like... I just thought it was wild from the outside perspective looking in. Yeah, the only reason why I even found out about the divide is because back back in, I started listening to K-pop back like maybe 2011-ish or something like that. And then um, it wasn't until years later, we're talking about maybe 2018, when I started seeing that um, when you watch these uh, compilation of these uh, K-pop groups being together, doing these variety shows, they would make a, fun of a lot of people with their skin tones. Like there was this one video, uh, somebody pointed out where, you know, a lot of the K-pop guys are like very light, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when they have somebody with your skin complexion, they would be called as dark, or there's a word in Korean that is like black. And then one of the shows end up like, putting in overcast over him dark to emphasize that we can't see you and I was like what is happening mm -hmm. right now and I was just like yeah and, and I started seeing all this and then when I did a lot more research and I was just like yo like what is happening right now because I didn't know that because you and I discussed a lot of uh issues within the black community because you were the one who told me about you know uh dark-skinned women versus light-skinned women and status uh, it is colorism you yeah. know uh, yeah. colorism how is it with colorism in your community um so i think when it comes to, to asians uh something to first understand is um and i'm gonna i'm gonna go back in time i'm gonna bring it back here so slowly but surely um and, and throughout history in, in, in asia there has already been uh, color discriminate uh, discriminatory um, acts against people of color within their their own nation within Asia within other Asian countries other Eastern countries as well. You can look back towards like dynastic times. We're going back like thousands of years ago or, or so. Um, but people, from my understanding, people that let's say had darker skin complexion were perceived as being poor. And this has nothing to do with like black or anything like that, right? This is just I'm talking like Eastern countries perceive people with darker skin color as being poor because they were the ones that do would do all the work outside, having lighter skin color closer like closer like to whiter like lighter skin color um were perceived as just being wealthier richer of social oh, status yeah. because they were the one because they were always inside right they didn't have to do all the work outside does that make sense like in the sunlight yeah. oh, and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Slave, exactly know, so out, very similar you know, very slave. similar yeah yeah understandable very similar right but that that you know that's um like eastern countries did that too um hmm. uh which is why you look look at how a lot of times it's more like how china um people are you know people around uh any kind of chinese influenced um countries perceive others so then you're looking at the northeastern ones like uh china you're looking at I don't know, taiwan i could throw in there japan korea then when you go more south you got the philippines um you have cambodia um you know typically malaysia people uh oftentimes people from these countries are have darker skin complexion as asians and so uh, in Indians, you can go a little bit more east, 
right? Like they just, mm-hmm. they, you know, it, it's, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying like, this is just what it yeah. was back then for, for, for these reasons. But you fast forward that over time, right? Because if that just, that doesn't mean that it changes, it just gets passed down to generations, right? This perception um, of, of others. And so when you start to modernize that, um a, a little bit more you can see where um you know i i guess i don't want to say wanting to become white but like just the obsession with lighter skin color as you have this western dominance over the world with white being as looked at the standard you're like europe european standards being looked at as the standard um in terms of complexion you couple that in with how they already viewed people of darker skin color mm-hmm. yeah. and now you're getting you're now you're getting a multiplied um attitude towards darker skin complexion if that makes sense right because you yeah, have this yeah. this generational view that now gets amplified by world standards of of beauty um of, of desiredness right yeah. yeah uh which can which you know maybe contributes to why you have this bitch talking crazy like that right because she just she clearly hasn't she clearly hasn't she clearly hasn't broken this generational hate and curse that she's under right if she's, talking like, if she's talking like that that's um, there's still people who continue to talk like that mm-hmm. yeah no for, for sure i mean you know like when you programmed a certain way and we've all had things from our childhood that maybe you know we we felt <laughs> for a long time but you know there's certain there is generational uh, uh, influences that get passed down um, and some may, some never break them. Some are, you know, too caught in, in that ignorance to ever want to see more, to ever want to break out. There's some, something that I, I've learned, especially over the last year is, you know, you can't force somebody, you really can't force somebody to change their perspective. Like I see a lot of people like yelling at others for one, you know, supporting, you know, different social causes and whatnot. Um, and, and I do think everyone should support, you know, whatever cause is, is, yeah. is meaningful to them, but you can't force someone to support what, what you want, what you would hope them for, because, you know, that to, to me, that turns more people away because it's not, it's not genuine for them. Like you're, I feel like you're forcing them if you give people information to make a decision like educate if you give people the right information i believe then they will make the right decision whether or not to support that but if you just you know it's like a parent yelling at a child you're just constantly yelling at a child to do something man that kid is not is going to respond some type of way eventually if you're not giving him or giving giving her him or them the um the, the the reasoning why things are important right you always like any 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 like a child or anyone when you're really educating them you can't just tell them to why something is a certain way you have to educate them why so they really understand the importance of what you're explaining to them um, but some people are just never going to change and and i think you know the 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 conflict that goes on within our own individual communities amongst itself is something is is similar is you know, under the umbrella of the conversations we need today, but they're, they're completely different, right? Like how black people in the black community probably argue and fight amongst each other. It happens the same thing yep. with Asians for sure. Like I got, I got crazy stories for you, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of like how, like just the ignorance that people have. Um, 
so Kat, I don't know if you know this, Yasmin, but Kat, I think you know, like I actually got to speak at one of the BLM, the, one of the big BLM protests last year in Boston. Mm. And did you know that actually? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think you did. Oh no, yes, yeah. and you may not have. I'm just meeting you for the first time. But I, I know you did, Kat. I'm pretty mm. sure you, you commented. Um, yeah. Right, that that got reshared by Next Shark, um, which is one of the art really. Artists, I think it's like yeah, it got reshared by yeah. Next Shark. I posted on their page. Yeah, the, the biggest Asian news um, uh, uh, Instagram um, profile got like reshared. Like reshared it. It was no, it was really cool. Had a bunch of people follow me, comments. But yo, there were there were a few comments though that I got tagged in. There were people just talking out the side of their neck. One of them, I'll, actually, let me get to that one that 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 bothered me the most. But a bunch of them were more were just talking about, oh well, uh, you know, completely disregarding what I actually said. Right? People didn't even hear, clearly didn't listen to what I actually said in the speech. Um, but they were just commenting, oh well, well, what about? What about all the attacks going on against Asian, Asians and this and that and that? I'm, and I'm just like, well, that's not really the subject right now. Like, that's a different conversation. Let's keep on the topic at hand. Like, that's always been been my attitude. You know what I mean? Like, don't bring in something uh, that takes away the focus of what the current goal is right now. Um, but there was one person, and this is the crazy thing, right? Like. He tagged me in a completely separate post and it showed uh, uh, some black teens attacking this other little Asian kid. But he was like, oh, but he tagged me in it to basically be like, oh, well, like, where's all your, where's your, like, your BLM supporters here, blah, 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 blah. Like, where's, like, like, whatever love of, like, black people you have, you know, you know how people be, <laughs> like, I've trying to start, trying to, trying to, trying to start something. Right, but I just I'm all I I when people have when people comment or respond to me with like with 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 just vitriol and hate, I'm very empathetic when I come when I come back because I don't like giving people what they want in in that respect. I don't want to give them what they what they're hoping for. Like I'm not going to give them a confrontation ever because that doesn't do me any good because this is a troll on the internet. <laughs> number one. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then number two, I want people to show their own ass. I want people to show their own ignorance and, and you can fully do that. Cause I've showed this on more than one occasion to friends. You can do that to people. If you just ask them the right questions, they will show you exactly who they are every single time. People can't, I'm telling you girls, people cannot help, but snitch on themselves. And so I kept asking him like, like, what is this? I kept asking things like, oh, what is this solve? Or, okay, like, I understand your, where you're coming from, um, but I believe these could be solutions and we can come together. I was always very about, like, regardless of what you're tagging me, regardless of, like, all these issues going on, the only answer is us as groups coming together so we can stop all the, all the BS that happens, <laughs> right, amongst our own communities. You know what this guy said to me? Yo, he goes, and I live, oh, my God, like, I... I, my head exploded. He goes, oh, I get it now. You're more MLK. I'm looking for more of Malcolm X to shit up. And I, excuse my language, but I, I looked at, I saw that comment, right? And I was like, you're going to have to bleep a lot of this out because I, I, sorry, I just. No, you're so <laughs> I was like, like are, said, you fucking, are you fucking kidding me? They were fighting for the same thing, you fucking idiot. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. were fighting for the same thing. He failed that test. 
this is where I'm confused. Yeah. This was so confusing. Like, where did that comment come from? That's what I'm saying. And I was like, <laughs> and I saw that. And I saw that I, and immediately. So this is story number one. Immediately, I was like, look, it's people like you, which helps slow down this progress right now because a lot of people trying to come together. And you're just an anarchist, clearly, that doesn't even know what Malcolm X is really fighting for. Oh, man. I'm going to start using that. I'm not going to say you're being very unwise. I'm just like, it's people like you that yeah. slow down the progress. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I love that quote. It's people uh, yeah. like you that slow down the progress. No, I got, I got, I got mad quotables, I swear, because, like, no, because my thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, outwardly, like, like, I can't, I gotta really hate someone to, like, be very mean with my words, right, so I will try and articulate in more than one way that you're being an idiot, <laughs> like, I you're, like, you're real, you're, like, like, you're, you're, you're riding the slow bus here, we gotta speed this thing up, like, and, um, right, so that, that was, like, that was instance number one, of me realizing, wow, look at all this ignorance around, like even, you know, around these different, around like the community groups, mm -hmm. right? Around like the BIPOC community groups. Um, so that was that was one by by an Asian, I said to me. Okay, and so the second one, Kat, you know, I, I'd appreciate your um, your your perspective on this um, because you know. Uh, black people were, you know, African Americans were a huge subject of, of what happened with this one, um, which has less to do with why I felt so strongly about the way this person had spoken to me, and more to do with who this person was, <laughs> clearly not knowing who, or, you know, some of the work that I've, that I've been trying to do. Um, so I had, have you seen when I, I get my hair braided? for like the workouts I do when I'm, in, when I'm on Daily Burn sometimes. Mm -hmm. What do you think of it? Yeah. Nothing's wrong with it. Oh, so, Lord. I know where this is going. You know exactly where this is going. I posted, I, I, I posted a bunch of- This happened to j from BTS. I, I posted I a bunch. Can I say something <laughs> to people yeah. listening? There's a difference between cultural appropriation and cultural- appreciation thank you there is my nothing girl. wrong and once again this is my opinion because i can't speak on all black people in my opinion there ain't nothing wrong with you wearing braids now when you come to me and go hey cat yo 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 my home girl what's up we doing this i'm gonna look at you sideways and be like what you doing chris i know you you're out here <laughs> with a black accent and i noticed you got the braids i was cool with the braids until you came with the black sense yeah let's that's talk about saying. it like, that's, what I'm that's when oh you got God. problems with me i'm african yeah. if i see somebody in a daishiki which for the record Everybody calls it something different in their African country, putting it out there. But the most yeah, popular yeah. one is Daishiki. I don't care. I personally don't care. I've seen people who don't look like me wear it, but trust and believe, if I see you wearing that outfit and you acting a damn fool, that's the time we're going to have some words. But yeah, that's <laughs> so, my opinion so, on that. Uh, oh man, you're going to love this then. <laughs> so I had this person, I had, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give away who that, who, what this person was so i had a person d like mess respond back to a post i put because i was like oh are these braids fire or not you know a few people were like joking who i know joke around with me said like you know they weren't but there was one person that, that said they didn't like them and i was like oh i don't think i've ever seen you comment on my stuff whatever 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 
Um, I posted another thing talking about my braids and I was making a joke with a close friend of mine about like, oh, like why they probably didn't like my hairstyle. Yo, but then I had this person DM me directly and was like, oh, well, it's probably because of blah, 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 like a bunch of stuff they said. And then they were like, oh, cultural appropriation. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is what we're doing now. Like you're going to, okay. So this, all right. So we're having this conversation. So mind you, like they messaged me first. And so I opened up the conversation and we started talking about cultural appropriation. This person then sends me like a, um, a BuzzFeed article, sends me like a Huffington Post article talking about cultural appropriation you know you in the workplace. A BuzzFeed article. <laughs> was what this was person that? looking oh, I was like just... me? Oh, no, no, I heard you, Kat, but I'll explain it in a second. Yeah, oh, I'm was all, I said, did yeah. this person that's telling you this look like me? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. She did not. She did not. Yeah, knew so it. What did you say, though? I knew it. Oh, I you said, know, you know, told me, but I wasn't sure. I knew <laughs> it. I think I, I already had an idea where this was going. Oh, my God. Well, what I was saying is, you know, you started a conversation wrong when you started sending BuzzFeed uh, articles. Right. Yeah, right. And yeah. so... And like they send, they send me a BuzzFeed article, I think a post article talked about this, but all the articles talked about in terms of white people appropriate it has nothing to do with Asians. And this is really relevant in a moment, you'll understand why. And so I'm, I'm reading these articles in my head. I'm like, did you just like, okay, like what does this have to do? I, I understood where they were coming from, mm -hmm. but in my head, I, I started thinking like, okay, you clearly haven't been following a lot like me for a while because you have you would have seen me post about like a lot of because I'm a huge outspoken person about like BLM about like social injustice a lot of the things going on the Asian community like I post about that shit a lot on my Instagram and so but I was I was entertaining them you know and I was asking uh, I was just hearing them out and then I asked them right I, I was like okay even though I was like all right thank you for sending me these things I did look them over one of my big questions I asked them was, is there a line between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation or assimilation? And if you don't believe that these two things can, co can that, that, that assimilation and appreciation can, can occur, how would you suggest to show that, right? And this is what I mean when I say people snitch on themselves very quickly if you just keep asking them questions because they're going to talk out the side question. of their neck because i thought that was a great i thought that was a really open question to get a really good like hopefully a really well thought out response and i did get a well thought out response and it sent me to the moon with frustration because first of all this person wasn't black first and, and they weren't even white because i would have laughed they were asian oh, okay. and they were and they weren't just asian they were adopted right <laughs> Okay. And so, and, and, and so they messaged me back this, so this, this huge like essay talk, first talking about like what life was like when they grew up uh, as adoptees <laughs> in Missouri, as an adoptee in Missouri. And in my head, I'm like, Missouri? Bitch, you know the least about what the <laughs> fuck is happening with black people right now. <laughs> Because I know you grew up, because if you adopted, like you say, and, and what they said, uh, what their life was like, you grew up in a suburb in Missouri. You don't you want to talk about being completely hey, Kat, like, disconnected from Black culture? You are. 
but then they got into like, oh, they know what it's like being uh, being adopted and and not feeling like they don't fit in and feeling like like they, like they're white and they got into all these like self identity crisis things, and I'm and I'm like and I'm like, that's darling, that's probably you. It was a young woman. I'm like I'm, in my head, I'm like that's probably you. Clearly, that's not me. She's projecting herself onto me because I'm like I don't got none of these issues right now. Like who, what are we talking about here? And then she jumped next paragraph as she gets into that. Uh, let's talk about like what what people have told her is is unacceptable, and and I re- and and then I responded back, and then she hits me with, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she hits me with Ridiculous. she hits me with you know well hair it's a it's a touchy subject race in general is is the n-word you know it's it's something that's hard to talk about and i'm just like when where did that come into this conversation uh... like she's t- she totally brings the conversation into something that it completely wasn't right and then tells me and then tells me, mind you, she messaged me first, and then tells me, you know, if I want to just get more educated with the issues, then I seem like I'm fully capable to search these answers out on my own. And I was like, bitch, you messaged me. We're very lucky this is a this is not a visual episode, Yasin, because my face, the last five, six minutes, I'm just like, I want to say something, but I gotta behave. <laughs> and I was so and I was so mad and I was very no but why I was very frustrated is because she's cultural appropriation regardless right that's that's a that's a different conversation where she was bringing the conversation was talking about my lack of understanding and support for the black community and black culture where if this young woman was paying attention at all cuz she's clearly followed me she would have seen me speak at the BLM protest literally a month before. It's true. Some people don't right. do their research. It's it's happened to me. I've right. been attacked online. I've been and it's crazy to me. <laughs> it, 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 and it's things like that show me the just the lack of one like awareness and, and mm-hmm. education people have like really, but then two like how people are so they have passion which is great for a lot of the things going on um excuse me which is really awesome to see and like i call her a bitch and blah blah, blah all these things like part, partly like just out of like frustration yeah i know her heart's in the right place you know what i'm saying but coming at someone like me this is and, and this is back to like the other person that was like attacking me that tagged me too that used these two instances as the best examples like they use all that energy to come at me when they could have been using that energy to direct it towards people that really aren't doing anything or really need education or really aren't supporting the cause. I'm 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 like I'm in the streets. I don't with you guys. Like I don't know what this frustration is with me. You got to have it with somebody else that ain't even here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you know, some of the activists 
activist videos that I've seen, even my close friend had told me that when it comes to stop Asian hate, it seems the target is mostly older people. And I'd ask like, yeah. why is it mostly older people? She told me the same thing that I saw in most of these videos. It's because their old age, of course, mm -hmm. they're afraid to speak up for themselves and yeah. they don't like, is that true? Yeah, all that's true about uh, Asian Asian culture, traditional what's, older what's Asian so culture about like okay. not 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 showing not showing weakness, you know, not wanting to 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 disrupt anyone, you know, like um, or cause uh, you know stress, you know, undue stress to someone. So just don't say anything, um, you know. Those type of sentiments um, definitely do play a role into why. I think more maybe not speak up because you, you see how it's either the kids or someone else, a bystander posting about it. It's never like the the victim in that instance posting about it, in this case, like an elderly victim. Um, and so I think that's why you, you know, you get, it, it's so hard to find real numbers as to what the actual percentages of like all these attacks is. So, you know, not trying to be negative, you know, after we're just kicking. The situation in Atlanta, yeah. how do you feel about that personally? And how did that affect your community? Like, obviously, we know how it affected, but I'm not Asian. So it's like my, for example, with what happened last year with George Floyd, I had my own communications outside the community and I had my own communications yeah. inside. Like, I'm pretty sure Yasmin, you know, you had your own two cents, your people had your own two cents. What oh, was yeah. yours with what happened in Atlanta just a few weeks ago? Um, well, first there's levels to this. And, and I think to begin, wanna say like, obviously it was awful. Yeah, it was a tragedy um with that to happen and you know i want to break this down so you girls and anyone who listens can understand um why i think asians really felt so strongly the way they did about this um taking into things that were said you know while we've been having this conversation um you know the elephant in the room in terms of this was they were let's say massage spas or massage parlors right and now let's say hypothetically, um, whether, because I don't haven't seen any info on this, if it was true or not, but let's say like these places were, uh, they actually were um, soliciting uh, sexual acts. Let's just say this, let's just play this as a hypothetical, okay? Let's say they were at each of these places. And so what that person, what the attacker um, said, right? Uh, in terms of why he wanted to go shoot up these places, right? Because he couldn't control his his desires, his sexual desires and everything. Let's just take that. Let's take all this as being true. Um, so first off, uh, sex trafficking is is alive and well, right? It's 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 a problem in the world, um, and a lot of these type <laughs> of establishments. If this is what is going on a lot of these women aren't are forced into this type of service it's not like they're doing it by choice i don't know anyone that would do sexual essentially sexual slavery 
by choice. Who would do that? Nobody would do that. So let's say this is actually happening. These women that are in these facilities are actually victims and they're always made out to be, to be dehumanized because of their service, when in reality, they're the actual victims of, yeah. what's, of, of yeah. sex trafficking, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. And, so, and so, so there's that. But let's say, now let's say that these were completely um, law-abiding establishments top to bottom. Okay, so let's look at what the attacker said in terms of his sexual desire. Um, this gets into a conversation about Asian fetishism, sexualization, uh, and yellow fever that is, that is amongst um, predominantly uh, in, you know, the white community um, with Asian women being perceived as submissive um, and sexual servants to them because of how, um, I mean, we can go back to the wars um, into how uh, uh, soldiers used to, or not even used to, it's documented, um, go on really like, I'm just like, pillaging? I, can't, I, can't, I know, I can't, I don't want to say, it's not pillaging, I can't think of the exact term for it, um, but, but yeah, no, they would go and just have basically like, but have sex with like all the women, right? All women are all women around. Cause this is a country that, that they're, that we're invading, or this is a country that they're invading. Um, and they're, and you know, they can perceive these people here as being less than human. Everything has to do with like the dehumanization of, of, of people, right? This, the superiority, um, type of feeling. So you have that, then you have, um, how Hollywood has portrayed Asians and especially Asian, or in this case, Asian women, I'm sorry, uh, Asian women for, for years as being sexual deviants, uh, whether it's geisha girls or like dragon ladies, always being like super sexualized, whether they're villains or not, um, always being very sexualized, hypersexualized um, as being uh, animals in this sense, like, sex, like either sexual deviants or, or sexual animals. Um, and so you have uh, that type of propaganda that has played out through entertainment uh, for years. And then you have, and, and, and same thing in porn, you know, porn loves being, is, porn is probably the most racist form of entertainment that exists. Uh, and then you, that's why you have a young psychopath like that, that says that he wanted to try and, and you know, put an end to his sexual temptations and he viewed these massage places as um, you know feeding in to that temptation but why would that happen then that these Asian massage parlors feed into that temptation how can someone say that this isn't racially motivated when he's clearly targeting only Asian spas why didn't he go to any other type of spa and, and, and shoot them up yeah. um, and then you have and 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 I, but I think what really you know, sent my, myself and those in the community uh, up in arms was the response from the po the police chief, right? When he talked, oh. I don't know if you saw that press conference. Yeah, or when he said that, yeah, oh, that the kid was just having a bad day. And he seemed like he was more of a father talking about his son rather than a police chief talking about a mass murderer, mm -hmm. um, right? And, and that, and when you look at the media coverage of that, talking about, you know, his desires and, and trying to make sense of why he, he did that only 
you know, for whatever reason, it's only with white killers throughout history that yeah. there's some type of uh, 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 understanding, right, as to why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's always some type of of, of psychological uh, game. There's always some type of psychological perspective that needs to be um, uh, mentioned. But when it comes to uh, or people of color, that's not the same thing. It's either they're an animal or, or they're a killer, or they're a murderer, all these things. Um, and so you, you know, you have that happen at the same time as all these attacks happening on the elderly. Um, and Asians were just, the community just kind of had it. Like, it's just like, you know, people realizing that, no, we can't stand for this uh, anymore for people to talk about us like this at large to view us like this. And this is why you're getting such a pushback from the Asian American community um, who are more second generation, right? Second and third yeah. generation. We are not our, our parents or our grand or our ancestors or anything. Absolutely. We are much more, right? We're much more cultural. We're much more educated and understanding what's going on in the world. So hell no, like we're not gonna just let these things happen. And like, we're not like your parents um, like Asians that are just going to let things go and then just be like, oh, well, don't be a bothersome. No, 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 we'll make some noise about it, which is why you're seeing a lot of what you're seeing now. Yeah, it's like this generation will beat your ass. We ain't going to walk across the street. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks, you got the yep. game like all the way. You know, there's the saying in the Black community, it goes, yeah, so you're going to bleep me. Look around and find out. Yes. <laughs> you know what? That's yeah, I love out. that. But I love that. Getting into you personally, tell us about Daily Burn. You're one of the healthiest people I know. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm believing how we met Yaz and he used to be uh-huh. my personal trainer years ago. And okay. as you can see, clearly, I didn't know, like, I haven't kept up with what we've been doing for a hot minute, <laughs> but it's okay. Oh, yes, it. Oh, my God. You know, we'll, we'll do that later. We'll do that okay. later. In a second. <laughs> no, he just reminded me of something since we're talking about fitness. But oh. tell us about Daily Burn. Yeah, so Daily Burn is a streaming platform um, that you can get it on your phone, you can put it on your computer, iPad, any device, Roku, um, you can put it on your TV. It's a streaming platform for fitness. And so think of it as like uh, similar to like Netflix or Hulu or something. You have Daily Burn, you have all these different fitness programs that you can click and follow, right? So instead of like movies and different genres of movies, you have workouts and different types of workouts and different focuses. You can scroll through between like Pilates, hit strength, yoga, something fast, something slow, kickboxing, boxing, like all different types of stuff you can choose from. Um, and so they're a fitness streaming platform like that with follow along videos of anything as, 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 as low as 10, up to 40 minutes long, you can follow along to these workout videos. And I am one of the trainers that's featured in, in a good number of those videos. How'd you get there? Was it a casting call or is it like, so sort of, um, I used to have a friend actually, uh Colleen that worked there and she said she was like helping them scout talent and she told me that they were looking for talent outside of New York City and I used to we used to work at the same place together the same gym we're in training at the same gym together this is what I mean like network is everything because 
me and her, we just met through orientation, but we never actually like worked together. She went off to a different gym, but we kept in touch on like social media and everything. And she reached out to me when they were looking for to bring in talent outside of New York City because um, she thought I would be a really good fit um, for, for, for what they do. Um, but even, even saying that, like I had to go through four interviews. Like it wasn't just like I got it. I had to go through like four interviews, live interviews, demo videos. Like I had to go through a lot to, <laughs> to at least to still get on there. Um, but it's still worth it. Yeah, no, but... it's all worth it. Oh my God. I, I've, they've been such a gift and such a blessing, you know, for, for my career and, um, you know, a lot of things that I'm trying to do now. Not to make this comparison because it's a reach, but we looking at the next Jillian Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can think only you better, way better. I appreciate that. I can only, I can only hope. <laughs> I can only hope in fitness, in terms of fitness stardom, she is the 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 height. She is the MJ, the Michael Jordan of it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, of, of fitness and in terms of like videos and everything. So I can only hope, I hope one day I can, I can be mentioned in her same, in her same breath. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're on the, we're on the, we're on, I'm on the way. I like to think I'm on the way because now I work with a couple other companies. Well, I work with another company called Hotworks doing fitness videos like that. I potentially am going to work with another company. Let's see what happens. I'll know more over the next week. Uh, so, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I'm known worldwide sooner than later for, for fitness. Well, it's funny you're mentioning fitness in this moment because I actually have a sponsorship, Chris, with this company called Salty Mermaid Swimwear. And of course, <laughs> I don't even need to tell you to get your body right because your body's already right. All you need is a bathing suit to match. But don't even worry, because if you got a boo around you or somebody that you don't want to talk about on this podcast, because that's your business, like Tabitha said, you can get her a bathing suit or she can get it on her own. Or if y'all want to be cute, y'all can match on that. Isn't that amazing? And because you are my boy and I put you heavy, I'm going <laughs> to give you 15% off of your purchase. <laughs> All you gotta do is go to Salty Let's Mermaid go. Swimwear, put in Salty 15 Cat, yep, Salty 15 Cat, and you gonna get 15% off your purchase. You literally can get it delivered to you, right? Within 48 hours, you can I'm return that back, yep, for free, mm -hmm, if you don't even like it. So you have nothing to lose, Christopher, because I know I don't have anything to lose because I want to get my body right so that I can fit in that, you know, cute-ass swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now at this point, I guess this is just regular questions. You know, maybe this could be bonus content or maybe this can make it into the pod. Like, this is just fun. Yeah. Like, how much, yeah, how much time we got, yes? We got eight minutes left. Cool. Eight minutes, word. I don't want this to seem like an ignorant question because that's <laughs> nah, like- fire, fire away. You Let's see, some, crap, some rapid the fact fire that questions. I opened up that way tells me it's gonna be an ignorant question. <laughs> Do you listen to K-pop being from I love Korea? I love no? K-pop. Oh, you do? Uh, I love K-pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ooh, I don't know how uh, what do you like? Can't. Who do you listen to? Uh, I mean, I like like most people. Like I like I like BTS. I like Blackpink. Um, oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm. Not, I can't say I'm a K-pop connoisseur by any means. You're just um, like one of those regular but, listeners. 
Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, like I'm not I'm not versed into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not versed in the artists or anything like that, but I'm a huge fan. Like I like this. I mean, I don't know if you girls know, but there's J-pop, there's Japanese pop, there's China, there's C-pop, like Chinese, but there's all, all these type J-rock. of things. For me, it's J-rock. J-rock. That's what I'm oh. saying. Like, yeah, like there's I love all these J-rock. other genres. I feel like most people, you know, especially here in the states, uh, really live in a vacuum and don't understand that you know, all so many other countries have the same genres of music. Yeah. <laughs> right. They, they they have their own performers. They may not. America, you know, in, in many respects, may help you know catapult certain artists to be more global or music to be more global in a sense because it is looked at as the standard but that doesn't mean like places and other or like other countries don't have their own awesome subcultures of music because they totally do like yeah. have you ever heard Afrobeats? actually you have heard yeah. Afrobeats. yeah because i'm about to say last year an Afrobeat song was a tiktok challenge for three full months, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it all. Yeah. With it all. So I totally understand. Oh, fun fact: Do you know Sony Africa is coming? Yeah, the, Sony, the company you you know who has Sony Records, PlayStation, Sony, they're very soon gonna open a branch in Africa. I don't know what country they're gonna pick, but it's gonna be called Sony Africa, where they'll literally have African artists on their. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited! You texted me that. What was it? Last That's week cool. Or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I love me some Afrobeats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Remember I showed you that one song? I was just like, it was a big hit in Honduras and El Salvador. And you were like, this has a little Afrobeat. And I was just like, it does? Because it had a, what, what was that song called? I can't remember. But I like, can't remember what it was. But Yeah, I, and then we Googled like... him. And then he clearly had the background or like what whatever it was uh, that he's from. And I was just like, oh, you're absolutely right. Because even in Latin America, we have this thing, like a lot of our music comes from, you know, like the Caribbean side and uh, mm-hmm. there, there's a whole thing in our community right now and it's blowing up where people are like, you do realize where like the reggaeton sounds like or the merengue and the salsa, you know who actually originated that, but that's a whole conversation <laughs> for another day. But yeah, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. And then you showed me Afrobeats last time. We geeked about that on our pod like a couple of episodes ago. I'm yeah. Hip. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on the podcast. Maybe you could send us a link to your daily burns so our listeners yeah, no, thank can you. watch and get their fitness on. And send us the like, send us the link in general, but send us like a few videos that we can put at the bottom of you directly working out because I need you to get the viewership, not the <laughs> other people. No offense to the other daily burn people. It's just that you're my favorite daily burn person. I appreciate that. So yeah. thank you appreciate so much. That. Thank no, you. No, thank like, you girls for, for having me on. It was great. Uh, before we leave, tell awesome. people where they can find you and or is there no organization you wanna shout out or yeah, so you can find me um on any of my social media, any of the major social media platforms, Instagram, uh Twitter, TikTok. YouTube, anything, Facebook, uh, everything is my name. So it would be at Chris Poirier Kim. Um, people call me CPK for short. So you can just hit me up and say, what's up, CPK? 
Uh, and then I think, it, you know, the main organization that I've actually been working with through everything going on has been hate called hate as a virus. Um, you can look them up on Instagram, same thing at hate as a virus. Um, and they've been doing a lot of work in the community to help raise not just awareness for all these, um, issues that have been going on in the Asian community over the last year. Uh, but then also they've been donating a lot of their money to a lot of Asian small businesses um, that have been affected through the pandemic and then have been destroyed. Uh, and as well as like other Asian ground grassroots initiatives um, to help uh, fund community education around around like the arts, music and like extracurriculars like that for a lot of people. Awesome. All yeah, right. they do well, great work. Thank you for geeking with us. Yeah, thank you for stopping by. Mm -hmm. I know, thank y'all for having me. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. Love y'all. And we've just said goodbye to Chris. Wasn't that lovely? Yes, it was. Yeah, you know, we learned a lot about, you know, what's going on with Stop Asian Hate, which we really do appreciate. And hopefully this episode has opened our eyes for people who are listening so that they can get educated more about the situation. And of course, you know, donate when you can, or at least watch a video of activism, you know, go out, be better people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But of course, we're gonna not do our gossip segment this episode but we will drift into Deborah that's wild where I find an incredible story well an incredible true story from around the world that actually happens Ooh, what's happening this time so this story is from lovebscott.com because you know I love me some B. Scott. Please follow him. We'll put the link at the bottom. This story is called Say What Now? Mrs. World Gives Up Crown and Speaks Out After Being Arrested for Snatching Tiara Off of Mrs. Sri Lanka. Wait, mm -hmm. what? The pageant girls are fighting, Yasmin, and I know you like messy drama. Yes, I do love messy okay. drama. So you know in the pageant world how they have like Miss America, Miss USA, Miss World, Miss Universe, yes, yes. Miss uh, like it is what it is. Yeah. They gotta miss I grew everything. Up with, with that, yep, yep, my mom. Yep. We always yeah. up for that show too. Okay. So of course, you know, everybody has their opinion about, you know, pageants. I know I do, but this story is in Sri Lanka. And if I remember Sri Lanka is around, you know, the India area. It's okay. its own country, but of course it's around that area of, you know, India. Mm -hmm. And we, Miss um, Caroline Julie, Jury, hopefully I pronounced it right. She is the reigning Miss World currently. Mm, okay. She's the, yeah, she is the winner of Mrs. World 2020 last year. So she's basically the pandemic Mrs. World and no pun intended, no shade. I'm just putting it out there because we had a pandemic. Okay. Normally, Yasmin, when a, you know, a page, when the winner normally wins and she fulfills her duty for like the whole entire year, when they pick the new winner, normally they get last year's winner to pass the crown, basically. Well, Yasmin, this didn't go the way you thought it would. So they announced the, um, right now they're doing another contest, not to confuse anybody. It's called Mrs. World Sri Lanka. So just know there's a Mrs. World, 
and a Mrs. World Sri Lanka. So this event happened at Mrs. World Sri Lanka, okay? So the current Mrs. World title came to the Mrs. World Sri Lanka pageant, which is the pageant that she won. The winners of this pageant go straight to Mrs. World, basically. So this is a private pageant in that country only. And whoever wins Mrs. World Sri Lanka goes to the Mrs. World, you know, pageant, which is where the former winner went and she won. So now as they pick the new winner, she basically, you know, walked up, uh-huh. put the you know, put the crown on her head. It seems like she congratulated her. It was weird because she didn't give her a hug. And okay. then, you know, they gave her the microphone. Uh-huh. And Miss Carolyn Jury, who is the, you know, current winner, mm-hmm. you know, the um, of last year said, there is a rule that prevents women who have already been married and are divorced. So I'm taking steps to make the crown go to second place. And of course, people are wondering, what the hell did she mean when she's talking about married Yeah. So in the Miss World competition and the Mrs. World Sri Lanka competition, it's unique because that pageant is strictly for married women only. Like Miss USA, Miss America, Yasmin, you ain't gotta be married to like do that pageant, but it's a bonus. This pageant is to show that you can do it all, even married. Yeah. So every single contestant and every single winner is married. So the new winner of Miss World um, Sri Lanka, her name is Pushpika Del Silva. Uh And I hope I pronounced it right. I'll say it one more time. Her name is Pushpika Del Silva. She is the current winner of Miss World Sri Lanka, who was about to get, who got her crown, you know, since she's the new winner of 2021. So Miss World says to her, there is a rule that prevents women who have already been married and are divorced. So I'm taking steps to make sure the crown goes to second place. So right after that, Miss World walks up to Miss World Sri Lanka and attempts to try to take her crown off her head, Yasmin. And yes, and of course, you know, thinking from the perspective, I was thinking, I said, if I were her, I would have punched her in her face and embarrassed her. I said, but you got to think about it, Yasmin. You're at a pageant. You're supposed to act a certain way. No pun intended because the former winner is not acting this way. So looking at the video, it's clear that she was shocked. The other contestants are just staring like, what? the hell is going on i guess yasmin they thought this was part of the ceremony they really thought this was part of the ceremony right right so as yeah so as miss world is having a hard time trying to take the crown off of miss world sri lanka yasmin out of nowhere some chick in a black dress and her name is chula panendra and i'll say it again Chula Pamendra. She comes out in a black dress and she helps Miss World take the (gasps) crown off Yasmin. I don't know what she's saying to her, but as she helps her remove the crown, she looks at Miss World Sri Lanka and she says something so rude. And whatever she said to her, Miss World Sri Lanka walked off immediately. Understandable, Yasmin. The woman's embarrassed in front of her whole country. Yasmin, Wait. this is televised. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, Yasmin. And and then to add insult to injury, Yasmin, this is something off of a movie. Right after 
Miss Sri Lanka, I mean, sorry, Miss World, and the chick in the black dress who came out of nowhere to help her, I guess they're friends. They take the crown, put it on the runner up, Yasmin, the person who took second place. Yes, Yasmin. And then they gave her a bouquet of flowers, Yasmin, to the second runner up. Because remember, she said in the beginning that this award deserves to go to the second runner up. And after they give the flowers and the crown to the second runner up, Yasmin, they announced her as the winner. And then the second runner up, she actually took the crown and she took the roses happily, Yasmin. She took it happily. Then they gave her the microphone, Yasmin. And then she's standing there and she's just like, oh my God, thank you everybody for this win. I just want to thank my country of Sri Lanka and just know as a person, you can do anything. This trick, Yasmin, has is oh. talking about her own acceptance speech. She did not win, Yasmin. I know. They just handed her the flowers and the crown out of nowhere and just said, we said that you're the winner. And she said, okay. <laughs> like, and yet when you lost, you was out here hugging her and you're just like, congratulations to winning. And then when they said she ain't win, you won, she took them like, okay, thank you. That already shows to me, girl, you ain't really like, you definitely a pageant girl. I said, but you wanted them fake ones. That's crazy, Asin. And to show wild. you how, it is wild. And to show you how crazy it is before I tell you the aftermath, we're gonna take a quick, break because you need to see this video Yasmin which will be posted on our um you know basically our, it's gonna yeah. be posted on a podcast you know normally y'all social media what we're talking about oh my god you know when you told me the story I didn't picture it the way you just showed it to me see isn't it crazy yes she did a whole like like after the girl walked off, she did a whole like, I'm now I'm gonna walk around. I, you know, I have the crown, thank you so much. Oh my goodness, uh, you're absolutely right. She's the bigger person in this situation because if I was her, I would have went back on stage and did a whole love and hip hop scene right there. Because let me tell you. It's just trash to me. She was like, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank my mama and my, you know, all my friends up in Sri Lanka. Y'all did it for me. Like, and it's like, girl, you're not the winner. But continuing, I know people are wondering, like, what happened after all of this? Yeah, yeah. So as soon as she left, they basically chased after Miss um, you the know, Miss Journey. The winner? Miss World. Because right oh, after Miss World. Yeah. Uh -huh. So right after all of that happened, Miss World dipped. Like she was just like, here you go. Like a mean girl, Regina George. She thought she was gonna walk off like that. The organizers were very angry because really? they're like, who are you to say that? And of course, once again, for this competition, you have to be married. And of course, Miss World said the reason why she thinks that her successor shouldn't get it is because she's not married and that's not fair to the contest. Actually, she is married. Miss, um, the new Miss World Sri Lanka is married. She's divorced. I'm sorry. 
she's not divorced. She's in the middle of getting of a, a divorce. divorce. Got it. Which ironically is rumored that that divorce is actually going to end, um, should be finalized by 2022, which is when this same woman's reign is going to end, I'm going to end from Miss World Sri Lanka. And on top of that, she is still legally married. Yeah, she's been separated from her husband for four years. And before she even entered the contest, she was approved by the organizers because legally she was still married. And get this, Yasmin. You want to know what's the interesting thing about the new Miss World Sri Lanka winner? Tell me. She, this is the second time she's won this contest. Yes, Yasmin. What? Miss, yeah, Miss World Sri Lanka, the new one that was humiliated, it was the 2011 winner of Miss World Sri Lanka. And she went to the Miss World pageant back in 2011 or 2012. But unfortunately, she didn't place the finals. She made the top 30, basically. Mm -hmm. The current Miss World won. So I guess you could say that this is the first time, I may be wrong, this might be the first time Sri Lanka has won Miss World. I apologize if I'm wrong, but this might be. Normally, this is all pageants, Yasmin. This is all pageant, like drama. Whenever there's a new winner, the old winner that just ended their reign mentors the new winner. Doesn't matter if this is Miss America, Miss USA, yeah. Miss Universe, Miss World, Miss even Miss World Sri Lanka. Even if I am going to, I'm competing in Miss America, Yasmin, I got somebody from the pageant circuit telling me how to effing do this shit. Yeah. And she basically, yeah, and Miss World, uh, Miss World basically said, I ain't even doing none of that. So the moment she left the, um, building to you know just say yeah i said what i said i'm leaving cops were waiting for her yasmin she got arrested along with miss chula her little friend you know that wanted her yeah, the, the one wearing the black dress. yeah uh -huh. she was arrested too they were both arrested Good. for assault yep for assault and misconduct and people are just so like assault because she took the yes that is assault whether you guys want to, you know, take it to stride or not, that is assault. And on top of that, the um, she does claim, the new Miss World Sri Lanka did claim that when they removed the crown off, the way they removed it hurt her. And now because of that, she's been getting headaches and all this stuff. So now she's trying to see if, you know, she can get, if she can sue through the medical side. She's definitely going to sue over what happened. The organizers well, have I mean, made like, it right. They legit embarrassed her in front yep. of like. Yep. The organization did everything right, Yasmin. They apologized to Miss Sil. I mean, yeah. The, yeah they apologized the to Miss okay, World. So, mm -hmm. Question. Sorry to interrupt you, but. So they had no idea this was going down. No, Yasmin, this was all on her. Wow. That's why everybody was shocked when, you know, that's why I was saying, like, watching this go down, it's just shock. Nobody knew what was going on. And that's why I said, you know, the fourth chick that came in, that's why I was saying, if I were her, I probably would have ended up doing this because I'm like, oh my God, this just happened. This is part Wait. of the show when it really wasn't part of the show, Yasmin. So they apologized to the new reigning Miss World Sri Lanka. They said, we are so sorry. You are our winner. Don't even worry about it. And yeah. for the record, we are taking the Miss World Sri Lanka title away from Miss Silva, Miss good. De Silva. Yeah, good. 
Yeah, but the thing about it, Yasmin, is there really a point of taking it away from Mrs. Del Silva? Oh, I'm so sorry. Mrs. Del Silva is the winner of, you know, the current winner. I meant to say Miss Jury, so uh -huh. I do apologize. Yes, yeah, so they want to take Miss Jury's crown away. But at the same time, Yasmin, she's already fulfilled her duties. Well, she has. But I guess it's uh, the I guess it's a sense of justice. But if they could just yeah. ban her, um, I'm pretty sure that's probably. Oh, yes, and she knew what she was doing. She knew that that would be the end of it. And I'll tell you why also. But yes, Yasmin. I mean, the, her, the simple the simple equation here is just mean girl shit. Yeah. So like I said, they took her World Sri Lanka crown away, and the Miss World organization told her you need to turn in your crown now she, because she is still the reigning Miss World. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she won Miss World last year. So Miss World, watching what she did in her home country, they were like, oh no, you are not a representation of what Miss World is supposed to be. Give us your crown. And Miss Jury, Jury said, not her exact words, she said, you know what, I'm resigning. Here's my crown. I said what I said. Now, Yasmin, of course, people are very upset with what's going on. Yeah. So, of course, you have to release a statement, Yasmin. So, Miss Jury, and I will post the IG video, too, in the description, made a response video where Homegirl was so full of shit. She never apologized for what she did. She basically still said, I said what I said. But this is what she said, Yasmin, some of the quotes she said. If class is defined by how one behaves in the eye of the public, I will let you draw your own conclusion on that. But if class is also defined by how you behave when no one is watching you and what values you stand by, this is the true test of character. That's what she said in her video, Yasmin. Mm. Then she says, I will always stand up for what I believe is right. Every beauty pageant has a set of rules and regulations. What I was pushing for from the beginning was a fair stage. The rules and regulations are equal to all. Rules aren't there so we can find loopholes so that we can win at any cost. I believe rules and regulations are there for a reason. The Miss World pageant was not created to discriminate, divorce, or separated women, but to celebrate the dreams of the married woman. Even if it means to stand alone in front of the disaster, I'm now ready to hand over the crown. After all, one fair chance is all a woman needs. That's basically wow. some of the stuff. Yeah. So once again, the current Miss World Sri Lanka is not divorced. So Miss Jury needs to get her shit in check. Like get your back straight. And like I said, you're already going to, you're, I'm the, I don't know if you're going to go to jail. I feel like this is like a misdemeanor. But now you just tarnish your reputation. Nobody's going to see you as Miss World Sri Lanka or Miss World. They're just going to see you as a I don't even girl. think she cares at this point. Yeah, she don't care. Don't but care, the thing, no. Yasmin, this, is, this could blacklist her. She's an actress. She's a model. She's been doing all those things since she won. Well, I hope she saved her coins then. That's exactly what I said, girl. I hope you save your coins for what you know best, and that's being a married woman at home. No shade to married women out there. I hope y'all know what I meant by that. So, put your money where your mouth is. Ridiculous. 
and I feel like the story dragged on really longer than it should have been. But yeah, that's my wild story because it's a long story and it's juicy and it's got gossip. And Yasmin, how did you like that tea? <laughs> I love the tea, but like, damn. <laughs> Because I knew this. I said, yes, I'm going to love this oh, one. I, yeah, you know me. Because I think this happened once before. I remember Miss Columbia. And you know, we talked about that too with Miss Columbia. Me and my mom talked about it. And I said the same thing. I said, I felt bad for Miss Columbia. Despite how I truly feel about the situation, I still have to admit, Miss Columbia can feel whatever she wants to feel. Yeah. She, she was embarrassed in front of the world. Yep. She was. But the aftermath of it is what I didn't like. And I look at Miss Philippines and I look at how she reacted through the whole entire thing and the aftermath of it. And I see how you reacted through the whole entire thing and the aftermath of it. It just makes me go, Miss Philippines was truly the winner of that competition that year. Because that just shows the level of class. Mm -hmm. that some women can have and some women don't. So this is no diss to Miss Columbia. I'm not going to tell you get over it because to be honest, I probably wouldn't get over some shit like that too. Yeah. But I'm just saying the way you went about it, especially in the racial way, that was doing too much. That's all I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. And we can end it that there. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm recording. And we lost a legend. You know, we just want to say on behalf of Let's Geek Pod, rest in peace to DMX. He gonna give it to you. He gonna make us lose our minds up in here. He know Tanya, Keisha, Kathy. <laughs> like all the guys should know what I'm talking about. Swiss Lavasta, X is the beast, yeah. Like, please, rest in peace, DMX. Like, we gonna miss you and not to make it one of these moments, but it says a lot of volumes about, you know, addiction. Yeah. So please, you know, educate. We got to stop the stigma and we got to, once again, be better. So, oh, also a special mention to Prince Philip of England since, you know, he passed away. So our artist of the week is Young JC, and this is the song Cash Console, and I really do like the song because, you know, it has this cute video game sound to it, and it's like little, like, waking up in the morning feel, which I think is really cute. <laughs> so please comment, rate, and subscribe to our channels. Please write us reviews. Please tweet at us. We want to create more content for you. We appreciate everybody that listens to us. Tell everybody and your mama who you know about how funny our podcast is, okay? And while you're at it, please don't forget to follow our artist for this episode. We put his link at the bottom. Until next week, we're going to say... <gasps> Took your girl up in Mikasa, met her in the room, then I positioned to rock her. Bad fixing mommy seat, she calling me Papa. Fuck her. Scorch it down, I do it proper. <laughs> bang, bang, I'm a chopper hoe. I don't know your ass, don't acknowledge me, I'm not your bro. Swing the dollars in the air, watch the moolah hit the flow. Bitch, I bring the star light, low, cold, Texaco. It's 
the rap professional, ayy. It's like I rank first, huh? Bootleg, place competition. She at me in the mentions. I used to be the nigga, she would never did a mention. Woo. Now I swerve in the coop and I serve like a troop, like a sergeant in the booth. You're a blue from the truth, huh? Walking back to the loop. People only listen to your music if it's on mute. <laughs> Don't be mad, be glad. Ain't my fault, your swag gon' get. All about the cash, catch them all like ash. I'm aiming for the riches, I done broke from the brass. Niggas mad, be glad. Ain't my fault, your swag gon' get. All about the cash, catch them all like ash. I'm aiming for the riches, I done broke from the brass. Is I roast my effort. Young Jossie is my uncle. They pray the 